Hello, I'm Wade Hiley, the Managing Director and CEO of Peninsula Energy. Uh, Peninsula Energy today is, is actively working towards bringing our flagship project, the Lance Project, Uranium Productions um, in, in Wyoming, uh, USA, into production. 2024 is going to be a turnkey year for us. We set the stage in 2023 to, to bring the project to a more independent and, and fully capable Uranium production project will be producing uh, dry yellow cake at, at a production rate uh, target of about 2 million pounds per year, um, moving in 2025 and beyond. Uh, but, you know, we, we are now uh, actively constructing the back end of our plant and getting ready for uh, that production run, which we expect to start in late 2024. So we can talk about all of the... Uh, the, the events that brought us here and, and how good we see the future uh, moving forward. Oh, we will. We're going to talk about them, Wayne. Um, f firstly, a uh, lot of shot in the market. The best thing that Peninsula can do is get taken over. Do you agree? Not at all. We're, we have the chops. We are the team. You know, we, we have a very unique um, uh, opportunity. You know, we have the team that produces uranium. Of course, people would love to take us over because of our, our team. And, and that's what everybody needs is a team like Peninsula's. But we have the capabilities. We've worked hard over the last year uh, to get ourselves prepared and to be in a unique position. It would be uh, it would be sad for such a thing to happen. And, and that's not our ambition at all. Matt. Okay, but, what, but why why is the position you find yourself in defensible? Okay, you're talking about others wanting to take care of because you've got a great team. I think the market is saying, well, you got to take this company over because the asset's good, but it's all over the place. So you worked hard last year. What did you do? What makes this com company defensible? Yeah. Uh, well, look, you know, previously we had a plant that was a, a satellite production facility. A satellite production facility means that we could produce uranium onto your ion exchange resins. And we relied on a third party uh, to take those ion exchange resins and produce the final product, uh, yellow cake. Uh, last year, in the middle of the year, uh, we lost the services of that third party provider and we had to move to establish that in-house capability. So that's what we're doing this year. We're building the back end of the plant. We're going to be able to not only produce dry yellow cake ourselves, which is not an incredibly technical process. It's something everybody on our team has done for many, many years. Uh, we're also expanding the, the capacity of our facility because when we're doing it in-house, we can do it cheaper and we can do it more efficiently. Uh, so we're moving from a little under 1 million pounds a year up to about 2 million pounds a year to get started. So, you know, we're going to be a stronger and better company because of the hard work that we put in in the second half of last year. Okay. I'm doing it in-house, cheaper, and you're going bigger. So that, that's something. But, mm -hmm. you know, time's a killer here. Obviously, that, you know, that was a curveball. Um, what's that done for your balance sheet? You talked about raising some money uh, in, in November, 60 million bucks, a whole chunk of money to get into production. Where are you with that process? Look, um, we did the capital raise. Uh, look, our shares underperformed the sector this uh, last year uh, because the market expected us to to be raising capital. And, and we were very clear in communicating our need to raise capital to build the back end of this plant and to, and to up our capacity. 
we completed a, a placement which was approved at, at our EGM, which which occurred January 10th. Um, and so it's just freshly approved. The shares are, you know, the placement for $50 million Australian is, is complete. And, and we've opened up an SPP, a, a share purchase plan for our existing shareholders to participate at the same uh, pricing that the, the institutional investors got. Um, and we're raising another 10 million through that SPP. That's open for the next uh, two weeks. Uh, I think it closes around the end of, of January the 24th. I'd encourage all of our, our existing shareholders to take this opportunity to get these shares at, at the pricing that we offered and and uh, watch this company grow with with the funding, you know, because this this SBP really establishes that we have the funding now to get us back into production. Uh, well, the SBP and the placement uh, in combination, and along with that, uh, Matt, you know, going forward, we offered some options um, options that are priced in the money at the moment, um, and and you know, we expect that we'll be able to raise as much as forty million additional dollars through the exercise of the options in, in the year to come. So that's going to give us um, the additional funding to, you know, to, to move the, the operation forward uh, once we are back in production. So Okay, and so the just on the SPP share plan, uh, process plan, uh, that's just open to the ASX shareholders and not, not to your OTC shareholders, is that right? That's right, yeah. Uh, okay. It's limited to, to the ASX, the, the Australian, New Zealand, uh, shareholders, they're the ones who are are capable of produ- uh, participating in the SBP. Right, and let, let's be really clear about the allocation of this capital. Obviously, the options you, you, you expect maybe an extra forty million, but let, let's not include that for now. Sixty million. Does that get you into production? Are you producing yellow cake? Yeah, and selling it. I, you're in revenue. Yeah. Yes, that that's the point. Uh, that was the point of that pricing or, or that that target level of, of fundraising was that it, it's a, a sufficient amount for us to complete the plant construction, complete new well field construction over the course of 2024, and to get the project back into production. Okay, and then if I look at, like I say, you had a difficult year last year. You had a couple a couple of curveballs thrown at you, and and yes, expectation you're going to raise money. It, it's kind of depressed the share price somewhat, but. That's life. You got to get on, right? So, what do you think people need to understand about where your company's at? You're saying you're not over yet. You don't want to sell. You want to get this thing into production. What are people looking at? Is it the increase in in target production that they should be looking? At? I mean, how do I value you now? Well, look, uh, you know, we haven't really seen um, the 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 price appreciation. That that most of the sector has seen, while while the uranium uh, price has increased, uh, so we're we're rather um, you know we've been held back with the the prospect of a capital raise. Today, I think our share price is is, is really spring loaded. We're, we're in a great position moving forward. We have the money that we need. We have the 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 people that we need. We have the plan in place. Uh, you know today. 2024 is about execution and getting the construction done and ready for production. 2025 is going to be uh, about, you know, a significant production year. But we have so much in front of us right now, Matt, that, that you know, is is, is good. Uh, there's so many good drivers for, for Peninsula today uh, and the markets for uranium that, you know, I think people just need to look at us with a fresh set of eyes and say, yep, they had a tough year. Uh, but wow! Look at how they addressed it. Look at how they took that on head on, and and just just 
did the business, it, building the business to be a uranium producer. That's what we did in 2023, and that's what we'll we'll show, we'll shine in 2024. Okay, you you, you kind of like I said, you've lost a bit of time and, and and momentum because of having to kind of redesign the whole kind of process and engineering that, that you're now going to do in the house. Um, where's that put you in terms of the competition? I'm looking around at people talking a lot, but not a lot of people getting into production. And if they are talking about it, not anytime soon. So where does that, where does that put you in terms of your negotiation with, in terms of getting contracts in place, whether you're selling uh, in, into the U.S. market, or um, you know, pricing negotiations by one of being the first movers? It's obviously a position of strength if you can show that you can one ramp up and get anywhere near the scales that you're promising. So, where are you with all of that? Yeah. Well, I think the disappointment from 2023 was that we were intending to be in production in 2023, producing with our satellite facility and relying on a third party, you know, at a higher cost production. But it was it was a good opportunity for us to show that we could produce the uranium with the new a little pH in situ recovery process that we're implementing. Uh, you know, look, we've we've proven that to ourselves over and over again with field demonstrations and laboratory. We're very confident in the technical. This is not a difficult project. It's not technically, um, you know, beyond the capabilities. It's not stretching the idea. Uh, it, it's really, you know, about about in situ or uranium mining in general. It, it's it's a standard and well known process. We're gonna, uh, you know, continue to to get the project ready and then just be ready to demonstrate it. So, um, I think for the future, uh, I, the question, Matt, could you could you re reiterate? Well, I, I think I think that the, where I kind of want to get to is saying, right, you have you'll be one of the first movers in terms of actual production, actual delicate you can sell right. um that's very powerful i think because there's all like i say i'll say it again because it kind of annoys me there's a lot of chat about the theory of being able to produce this stuff and not a lot of people moving when they said they would and maybe they're they've got a different strategy which i'm i'm not aware of but it seems to me being a first mover is really really important in any any sector any space get those contracts or at least get some contracts going even if you want to kind of hold 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 the rest the rest of your inventory back, but not not a lot of people are actually able to deliver the same. And that so I think that's kind of good good for you. The other thing is ISR projects for about fifty percent of the global market um, should be high margin. Where are you in terms of you know understanding or re understanding the economics of what you've got here and being able to kind of share that with the market? Right. Well. Uh, first of all, I think our all-in sustaining costs that we're projecting are around fifty dollars a pound. So, you know, looking at a spot market and a long-term market in the sixties, you know, we're we're testing now ceilings of a hundred dollars a pound in 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 long-term contracts. Uh, this will be a very profitable and 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 good margin project. Um, you know, Peninsula is very comfortable with our contract book today. Uh, we are not one of the companies that need to go out and and secure a whole bunch of new contracts. In fact, you know, over the course of last year, our contract book was a concern for for our investors because they said, "How are you going to be able to meet your contract requirements when you're not getting in production in 2023 as you planned?" We worked with our customers. We have a terrific customer base, and I really appreciate their support. We rescheduled all of our deliveries. Uh, that's finalized, and 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 uh, 
you know, we don't have any delivery obligations in 2024 as we get the project ready. And, and so, you know, we're very comfortable with our contract book and our customers. Uh, we'll look to take on some, some higher priced, uh, you know, contracts because we only have about a third of our, of our, um, you know, uh, target production rate under contract. That means we have a lot of exposure to blue sky. People miss that point, you know, at, at 600, 500, 600,000 pounds a year contracted, you know, and an ambition to produce closer to 2 million, 1.8 to 2 million pounds a year. We have a lot of blue sky in this company. So, you know, the contracts, their legacy contracts, some of them are still very good priced. Um, you know, people are signing contracts today that, that we had pricing, you know, in our books for a long time ago. Uh, okay, but, well, it's, 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 I, I get that. But, um, yeah. With those 600,000, are you making money? I mean, I know, you know, these contracts have yes. friction levers and, you know, premiums, et cetera, but you're making, still making money on that 600,000 pounds. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Right. And, and the blue sky and anything above when you, when you kind of get there, ask this well, ramp, ramp you know, up. And um, again, because I think, you know, we've talked about this in the past. We had a, a uh, we have an all in sustaining cost around $50. Our contract book, projects to you know to have sales around the mid 60s to you know the high 60s uh, on average so yes there's money to be made in every pound uh, the contract and and the blue sky right and so so you're saying that okay tough year you've been 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 through sourcing it out technically um bring stuff in house you know the the margins seem acceptable you've ramped up the the production the target production numbers um, into a extraordinary market from two 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 aspects. One prices, the cost of producing yellow cake and other commodities has shot up. There's a new reality to mining now. Um, and secondly, a very high price environment for uranium. Certainly on the spot, and obviously there's a, there's a view contracting will follow a little bit slowly behind. So again. What, do you think we as investors need to understand that kind of new reality and perhaps some of the firm favorites need to update their numbers and perhaps what, what again, what do you think that's going to do for the sector as a whole, despite all this kind of fervor we're saying? Well, I think one of the consequences of us having to press reset was that in the middle of last year, we updated our project economics and we took full and comprehensive look at the project economics. So the numbers that I talk about today are fresh. We had gone through an extreme period of inflation. Now that's that that inflationary pressure has subsided, uh, you know, and it's really been subsiding subsequent to the period of time that in that we we did our update. So we feel very good, confident about our our projected costs and and pricing and production moving you know moving uh, forward. So we have a fresh look. Uh, you know, some of the freshest looks are really, you know, a lot of guys are still way behind. They're telling you about their projected costs that they did in, in 2020, 2019, you know, be careful with that because there's a lot to be considered from, from those you know, you know, pricing projections that were done in that period of time. But, but again, Peninsula has been on the, you know, the front foot giving, current updates of pricing, even when it's slightly painful to say, yeah, prices have gone up and, and yeah, uh, you know, it's going to cost us a little more, but wow, the price of uranium this year, 
very clearly outperformed or, you know, uh, increased at a, at a rate much faster than the, the cost of production. So, you know, it's now uh, a situation where if you have a uranium mine that's licensed and ready to produce, and we do, um, then then the question is, why aren't you producing at it? You know, and for us, the answer is we got a little more construction. Um, we're going to we're going to, you know, be fully independent when we're done. And we're really happy about that. We're in a great place. Uh, 2024 is going to be a, a, an important year, but I see the uranium market not fizzling in 2024. I see it. I I know, um, and and I think it's pretty pretty um, accepted wisdom that 2025 is the year with with, the, with probably the tightest supply against demand uh, in the projections. You know, people are thinking that more supply will come into the markets in 26, seven, and eight. It takes time. People have to be moving um, to get their produce, production going. You know, we, we we were set back. I'd have loved to have been producing in 2023. That was the ambition. That was the goal. And, and it was disappointing that, you know, the path that we ended up having to take. But, you know, we faced it head on and, and we're ready uh, to have a very successful future. Okay, 2020, like I, I, I don't think uranium, I think it's, we all understand, uranium's not going to do a lithium on us in terms of that price right. project. I think there will be a price spike. Don't, don't get me wrong. I think it will because I think a lot of the production that's mooted about getting uh, arriving will not arrive as advertised. So I think that we're going to take that as red. We're also going to take as red that with that supply deficit that I think the the the, the peak will last longer, um, but we'll hopefully settle down to something slightly more reasonable um, within. Pick pick a number within a couple of years time frame, within a three year time frame, depending on on supply. Who knows? Because the demand is definitely there. So again, what, what do you what do you think that means for um, you know public uranium companies on the TSX? TSX, the how, how do they kind of message and signal to people outside of natural resource investing, outside of uranium investing? Why should they be confident and comfortable looking at juniors in this space? And why have uranium juniors got a better chance of success? Than regular, say, gold juniors, which perhaps have a kind of one in three thousand chance of actually making it over the line. Yeah, um, look, the world needs more uranium production. That's been a theme for a long time, and it's the juniors who bring that new uranium production into the market more so than the the majors. Uh, I mean, the majors can bring some big mines in, but we all know that you know the the supply and demand projections take into account the major mines that are expected to come online. And there's a deficit um, in everybody's projection on on supply. There's just a supply deficit. It doesn't matter going forward. Uh, you know, there's so many drivers uh, supporting the uranium sector right now. Uh, you know, the COP28 uh, results. Uh, you know, the possibility that that Sprott and with its uh, physical uranium trust could get back into the market and buying in a big way. Uh, the U.S. the U.S. government. You know, wow, what a wild card! If if the uh, the Russian uh, import ban, well, which is looming large in the market right now, uh, you know, comes to pass, we think we think that there might be Senate approval on that this month. And and I remind you, the House, the U.S. House, has already approved that back in December. So you know, with the Senate and the House approving a Russian import ban. You know, what does that really, what are the consequences? I think there are material consequences to the availability of uranium 
the price of nuclear fuel. Um, you know, there's so many catalysts, so many drivers supporting an upward moving market for several years to come that, you know, my guess, my, my, my thought process today is, um, that, you know, we saw the, the spot price go from $50 to 90, it's 94 now. Uh, but it was 96 today. Huh? 96. You're seeing 96 today. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, six, three, 10. So version 60. It's so, yeah, it's you know, hundred dollars really soon. Uh, but the bigger question is really when is it going to hit an all-time high? The all-time high being $136, $138 sometime in 2024. Look, it's a market. It's going to go up. It's going to go down a little bit. It's going to move sideways for a while. It's going to respond and it's going to absorb, you know, price movements. But but it's it's loaded now to see, um, you know, significant upward. There are people, you know, look, the people who are pumping the market, the people who really think it's going places are talking 200 and more 250 uh you know i think i think for 2024 uh for us to reach an all-time high and settle in at, at an all-time high is is a good uh, objective and 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 will be a, a likely outcome in the iranian market um it could go as high as 200 but you know again i think it's a market it's going to come back it's not there forever uh, so we take advantage of it and companies that are ready to produce can really take advantage of it. I think you were asking the question, you know, where does it put us, you know, now that we're not maybe the first one back into production, but we still have some significant production plans. We have been, you know, regularly in contact and, and communicating with utilities. Uh, we have a great respect from the utility community. They know that we were serious about production in 2023. They know that we're still a serious uranium producing a contender, a company, and they do want to do business with U.S. producers. Uh, so we have a lot of opportunities in the market. Uh, you know, I get we're we're a little bit choosy because we already have a significant contract book, uh, but uh, we're also very happy to entertain opportunities to to improve our contract book with additional higher price uh, contracts. Okay, you sound confident. Do you feel confident right now, or is it a case of you know, it's been a tough few years, and we'll see what see where the market throws at us in twenty twenty four. We've been tested in fire already. <laughs> I don't think that I don't know what twenty twenty four could do to us. That twenty twenty three didn't already, and and you know that this is a strong team. This is a good group, and and I'm very confident that that the project is going to be a good producer in the future. So, uh, you know, look. It's not always the path you see, in, you know, and expect, but that the path that you take, uh, you either sink or swim, and we're, we're swimming strong. We're, we're some of the strongest swimmers out there right now. Okay, Wayne, look, I um, appreciate you coming on. I uh, like to say, you know, after 2023, I'm, I'm sure there are a few, dark, a few felt like a few dark days. I'm going to very quickly change the. The, the, the strategy, um, but as you say, if you can get this thing up and running and producing and selling into contracts, I think the market may take a very, very different view of things. So I appreciate your time today. Thank you. You bet. Thank you, Matt. It's been a pleasure.